from Hollywood and Chinatown Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. And how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 28. Today we're going to be talking about how to get out of a bad relationship. Uh, but China Dow has a little story before we begin about how uh, blonde she really is. Yeah, a little too blonde. Um, if anybody knows about Biofreeze, what is it? What is it? It's got lidocaine it got in lidoc- it. Some, I think it's got lidocaine in it. Yeah, well, um, my hip was hurting last night, so I had Hollywood put some of this Biofreeze on my hip, and it, you know, it's pretty liquidy when you spray it, so it was dripping down my leg. So I decided to rub it in with my hand because she has she has that hip problem. She getting all old and shit. Yeah, I'm getting old. So, um. Within a few minutes, totally forgetting the biofreeze was on my hand, I kind of had to reach in and adjust my uh, my underwear, I guess you could say. Right. And I hit my left lip. (laughs) She froze her left lip, man. I froze it. It was tingling. It was like super freezy cold. I think she did it on purpose. He told me, you're going to like it. You're going to keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't my intention, but, you know, she had that blonde moment. And next thing you know, oh, my thing is freezing. And it's tingling now. I'm like, my left lip. I can't feel it. (laughs) No, it's burning. It's burning. Is it supposed to burn? He's like, did you have that shit on your hand? I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Damn it. So I guess now I can be besties with the vapor rub guy on his dick. Right. Yesterday's live was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun coming in on uh, the chat room and stuff. We're going to be taking phone calls on our next live. That way you guys can get into the action and stuff like that. So next live will probably be when China dials off. When's your next day off? Thursday. Next, next Thursday we'll go live at 7 p.m central standard time and i'll make sure to put the the phone number up on the the screen in the chat room that way you guys can call in and uh, have some fun with us today we're gonna again talk about bad relationships how to get out of them so it's a pretty serious subject so you won't hear us joking around much or laughing but uh china dollars had a few of them oh yeah i've had a few jerks in my past i had one guy that i was with for a couple years he uh Cheated on me pretty much on a daily. Uh, How old were you? I was uh, 18, 19. Okay. Um, he was like the first like major boyfriend, I guess you can say, that I had. And, uh, well, he had a major problem called uh, Coke. Yeah, that was his major problem. And when he was on it, boy, he got a little bit violent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one day he uh, came up to me and started hitting me with a golf club. Damn. Yeah. So yeah. Is that I, the one I ended? You ended up going to court on, and that's the last time uh, he ever bugged you when I went to that one. Yeah, that's the one that I had to get the order of protection because even way after we broke up, he kept stalking me. Yeah, until that court date. <laughs> until the court date. 
He <laughs> never bugged you. Never heard from him again. It happens. Yeah. He tried to actually press charges. No, his, his mom, mom tried to press charges <laughs> against me. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh, got the point. I think he did because I haven't heard from him since, and that's been over 25 years ago. Right. So, how did you go about getting out of that relationship? Well, the first thing I did at the time when we started dating, I was living at home. Mm -hmm. I moved out of my parents' home and moved into a studio apartment. That was that Hoffman Estates one. Yeah, that tiny one where we used to have about 20 people sleep over. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I moved so he wouldn't know where I lived. Well, that didn't end too well because he knew my routine. Like, you know, back then it was really the in thing to go skating on Fridays and Saturday nights. So I guess one night he followed me home and found out where I lived. He was a little psycho fuck. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he used to call me from outside my apartment, from the payphone across the street from my apartment. Hey, that's when we had payphones. Yeah, that's when payphones were an in thing, <laughs> and we had beepers or pagers or right. whatever you want to call them. But yeah, he used to call my apartment from the phone across the street from the little store, and he'd be like, hey, I'm right outside your place, and I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sure was. Right. Well, let's just say he got the uh, point when I talked to him. He seen my side, didn't he? I think he definitely saw your <laughs> side of things. You know, that's not when I was running around in the biker crew, but uh, banging. So, uh, yeah, he seen my point. <laughs> he definitely did. I think he made his mom pee. A little bit, a little bit. It yeah. happens, it yeah. happens. Have you known any other uh, woman that uh, had bad relationships, how they got out of it, uh, what they usually talk about when they uh, first start mentioning it to somebody? Well, being in, a, in the hairdressing industry, you hear a lot of things kind of like a bartender would. Mm -hmm. So I used to have a bunch of, you know, I had a lot of people that would come specifically to me, and this one girl, I was cutting her hair for probably about three years, and... By the second year, she was talking about the guy that she was dating for about six to eight months, I think it was, mm -hmm. who was being verbally abusive towards her, telling her how she's fat, she's ugly, how nobody else would want her, and then, you know, so she was telling me about the conversations that, you know, she's been having to deal with, and I told her, you know, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Because, you know, you don't want to interject on people's personal situations, you just, you know... You want them to be able to speak freely, though. And she said she's trying to figure out a way to get out of it. And then it was about three months later it took before I saw her again. And when she came in, she, uh, let's just say she was wearing a lot of heavy makeup. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and she's, you know, came back to my chair because she gets the full thing, the highlights and all that stuff. So, you know, she sits in the chair for quite a while. And she's like, yeah, well, I tried to end it, and we got in a fist fight. Oh, great. And I'm like, ugh. Luckily, there were no kids involved with this situation, you know? Because a lot of times, kids are involved. Usually they are. But with this this person, there were no kids involved. And, they, yeah, she had so much heavy makeup on. But let me tell you, the heavy makeup really did not cover. You know, you could totally tell that she had a black eye. Um, she had, had a cut across, like, the bridge of her nose, and so I'm assuming he must have broke it, mm. but, uh, I, and then she said she, uh, finally decided that if he, if he ever raised her hands to him again, 
she was going to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say I never saw her again after that. Wow. So I don't know how that ended. Right, right. Well, there's a lot of people out there on both sides, I believe. Oh, yeah. Women do it to men, too. Yeah, women play with men's head pretty bad. Women can be pretty bully. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know, and you got to watch it because, like, the, you know, in my opinion, the men should wear the pants in the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess there's some guys out there that don't feel that they're strong enough to wear the pants in the relationship. And I think that's where I have a hard time. You know, I was just telling you on the way back from, uh, I went and got over a sewing machine and stuff, and I told her, man, uh, maybe I'm not ready for these times that we're living in. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's telling me about how people think, how people talk, how people react to stuff, that it's way different now than it was before. Right, and I don't think I'm ready for it. No. So when I see a man uh, getting uh, messed with with a woman, I'm sitting here thinking, well, what's going on? What's wrong with this picture? You know, why don't you snap back? Why don't you, you know, pull your big boy pants up and uh, do something about this? It's yeah. just, I, the new way of thinking, I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Not to somebody my age, I guess, and there's older guys than me that are probably the same way. Probably. Probably thinking a little bit more deep than you think about it, too. Because mm-hmm. the, the older generation, older than what we are, I mean, I don't think they'd ever see this kind of stuff going on. No, uh-uh. They probably never saw this coming. Well, you know, it's kind of got to the point where, yeah, uh, you know, we got an internet-based show. Mm-hmm. But other than that, after I get done with the shows and uploading and all that stuff, it's like, I don't even want to be on the internet anymore. I don't even, what do I do with my phone? You turn it off. I turn my phone off. It's like, I don't need this damn thing. Yeah. It, it, it. it it gets to you it does after a while it's like really all this drama in your life and i think that's what uh, really causes problems with a marriage is the drama well and if it wasn't for you know our daughter being up in wisconsin and she's constantly contacting and you know if it's not me and she can't get a hold of me she contacts you or her brother I mean, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably shut mine off a lot more often, too. Yeah, you know, all I do is make sure when we go out, hey, you got your phone? Because I won't bring mine. No, you don't, actually. You used to bring it all the time, but now you've gotten to the point that you leave your phone at home when we go out. Exactly. Especially, like, if even if we go out, like, for a ride on the the bike or something, you'll leave yours at home. You'll be like, you got yours? And I'm like... I'm, like, holding my phone up, like, yeah, I got mine. And you're, like, good, because mine's at the house. (laughs) (laughs) I guess at some point you just get freaking flustered, and it's, like, you know what, enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that kind of leads into, uh, you know, this article, wellbeingstyle.com, about uh, how to uh, get out of a bad relationship. And, you know, China can give some feedback on this. Uh, It says the first thing you need to do is uh, sit down and get objective. You can get objective with yourself, with a friend, with a professional, but at some point you need to be honest with yourself and identify and admit the relationship you're in isn't working for you. Yes. When did that point come for you? Uh, you know, the verbal, the verbalization, the things that he used to say to me, I would just let that blow over because, you know, I heard the same crap from my mom. So as far as I was concerned, I thought that was just how people were. Mm-hmm. 
But the very first time he threw a fist, that's when I started thinking, what the hell am I doing? Right. Why Why am I still doing this? Mm-hmm. Did you get any help from your parents? Hell no. Did you talk to them? Hell no. I didn't talk to my parents really much about anything because, I don't know, I, I didn't ever feel comfortable talking to them about that kind of stuff. Well, I think that's important for a daughter or a son to be able to talk to their parents. My God, you know what I'd do if somebody hit our daughter. Oh. I'm sure I'm sure if I would have brought it to my dad's attention, my dad probably would have went postal on his ass. Yeah. Oh, I know I would. <laughs> but uh, it's like I never, you know, I never really felt too comfortable talking to them about that kind of stuff. Mhm. Then it goes on to say four ways to re-identify as yourself, focus on your physical self, your body, pay attention to the signs and signals it's sending you. So I'd be guessing like anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. is that what uh, you think? Yeah, the it's basically your mind telling you, you know, you're, something's not right, you need to step away. Mm -hmm. I mean, your mind thinks, you know, thinks ahead of you. Right. And then it says, meditate for a while, find a safe space, give yourself five minutes, paying attention only to you, interrupt your feelings if uh, your partner creeps in. Oh, that's because a lot of times when you're in those kind of relationships, you don't get your alone time. Half the time, you can't even go to the bathroom without the person walking in. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, think that, uh, see, I don't think order protections or any of that stuff works. No, the order of protection, I personally don't think that that would have worked at all. And any of the people out there that's ever had one, you always hear somebody showing up. I mean, mm -hmm. the person, you know, not honoring it and they end up having the cops called and half the time the cops just take them away and then right. it could happen again the next day. That's why I feel like it's really important, especially if it's a woman and she's in a new relationship, the guy steps up and confronts it. Because I don't think uh, protections work. I don't either. You know, I think it's up to the male. If you're going to be a man in a new relationship, take on that responsibility and put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of guys out there that do that anymore. No, there's not. And I think that's sad. Well, you know, there, I guess like you were, you were saying earlier today, it's, there's such a new way of the way people think. Mm-hmm. And they don't think like the way you would think. Well, I don't understand the fathers out there sometimes, if they know this is happening, why they don't step in. Oh, yeah. I mean, you stepped in when our daughter was shoved against a wall by her ex-boyfriend oh, yeah. in college. Yeah, she he hasn't, uh, she hasn't uh, heard from him. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, but I just take it to the extreme, I think. Uh, you just made him pee himself. It happens. Yeah. Uh, but I think more fathers should be out there doing that type of stuff. Yeah, because I mean, if if your if your daughter does not have, you know, if your daughter's young, uh, I think dad the dad needs to totally protect that child with, for, you know, no matter what. <laughs> it's always going to be. And don't that way. be surprised if they come home with that, you know, and then they, you know, they come home with like maybe a black eye, and they tell you. Well, yeah, we got in a fight. Uh, it's over at that point. You know. And kids, the kids, like, unlike myself, I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents. You got to make sure your kids are willing to tell you anything and everything. Well, they the kids are like that with you, but with me, they get nervous. They get nervous because they don't know how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because you have a different way of thinking. I'm a lot more protective of them. Yeah, you are. And I think sometimes they just don't want you to go that far. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Use I statements to do this. For example, I am, I feel, and I'm most at peace when I am most distraught when. Yeah. Sort of like you're most distraught when... You're with that person. You're mm-hmm. at peace when you're at home without that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really think things through. One thing in a relationship, though, that's like that, they try to keep you away from family and friends. They do. A hundred percent. I used to be told all the time that uh, on Fridays and Saturdays when I would normally go skating that he had to go somewhere and I had to go with him. So he tried to make it where I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means by reconnect with your friends and family. Build yourself up by building a good network of positive people. Yep. What you need when you leave. You need a good support system. Like who to call when times get rough. Like when you're you're feeling down, uh, you need somebody to be able to call to talk talk out your issues with. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a friend or a family member. Right. You know, plan for success. Where where will you go and how will you succeed there? You know, like if you're planning on moving on and maybe looking elsewhere or being single for a while. I know, think people need to be single for a while, don't you? I, I think it's better when you go through something terrible like that. I wouldn't jump directly into another relationship because then you're not going to know whether or not you can trust that person because the trust with your first relationship is go- was gone. And it causes a lot more problems in that relationship. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, a partner in growth. What's that mean? Professional or someone who is a mentor? Yeah, basically like, you know, a really close friend or family member. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's people out there that go see counselors. Right. Do you think counselors work? Not in my opinion, no. Why? Because there's a lot of things you really don't want to tell a counselor, you know, because they all want to be all up in your business. And then sometimes the counselors make it seem like it was your fault when it wasn't your fault. Mm. And I think that was my hardest thing, um, being in bad relationships, is I always blame myself for everything. Right, right. That I made him do that. I pissed him off. I did this. I did that. When he was just freaking high all the time. Mm-hmm. It was his fault, not mine. Well, you know, Style Craze says these are the type of relationships you should be getting out with. And the first one they says is uh, when it's all about money. Well, there's a lot of chicks out there that like having money spent on them from their man. Yeah. And then you you getting problems when, you know, the household bills ain't uh, being made mm-hmm. and you're in a financial slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the number one reason why people fight. Well, and you also got to realize, like we were saying in a different episode, that uh, when you start in a relationship, don't go buying and buying and buying and going on expensive dates and stuff. Right. You know? Because then they they're going to expect it. it. <laughs> Especially these ones that, uh, you know, are always in front of the mirror. They think they're knockout. They think they're above you. They think they're that's shit. The don't one, stink. That's the one you need to get away with from that one. Mm-hmm. When your opinions aren't valued is the next one. Yeah, basically when you uh, voice your opinion on something and your significant other could give two shits what you just said. <laughs> they completely ignore it. 
Man, I know that feeling. And that's like when your partner makes all the decisions for you. Right, right. That happens a lot. That does happen a lot. When they are cheating, man, you've covered this one left and right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've covered that in a few different episodes. A few different ways. Yes. When they're always suspicious. Well, that kind of goes with the cheating thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't usually turn out when they accuse you of cheating. They're the ones actually cheating. Yep. Usually that's how it goes. Right, right. The accuser is the cheater. You know, I say, you know, you have to follow your guts on that type of stuff, because uh, 99% of the time you're right, but uh, you can't also be out there saying, hey, you're doing this and doing that. Because, hey, there's sometimes when, you know, you're actually accusing and they're not doing it, but then by you accusing, they're just going to say, well, screw it. I'm already being accused of it. Might as well do it. Right. When they don't know the meaning of no... If you don't want something, if you aren't comfortable with it, then that's the end of that. You don't have to do anything that you don't opt in for. Well, that means basically when it comes to sex in a relationship, even though you're in a relationship or you're married to the person, if you tell them no, it's still considered rape. Right. Marital rape, but uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of that's not uh, recognized. No, it's not. Well, date rape. That just became new not too many years ago. Right, right. When they're violent. Yeah. they like Somebody likes to overpower you, and that can go with a woman being the violent one or a man. It can go either way. Right. They just want to be overpowered, overpower you. Mm-hmm. And when you're made to feel worthless. That's basically how they speak to you and how they verbally make you feel like a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. And when it has to be a secret. There should never be a secret in the relationships. You should always talk about everything. Mm-hmm. And when you've only bad things to say about it. If you all you have is nothing but bad things to say about your relationship, you obviously shouldn't even be in that relationship. You know how many times I hear that from people? How many? A lot. Like, for example? For example, man, what's going into your work? Oh, yeah. I can hear it. You know, And you wonder why I won't go into your work that much. Yeah. That's just like uh, your boss, was, you know, we were walking around, I was getting her the sewing machine and stuff, and your boss walked in, and what did I do? Kept walking. I kept on freaking walking, man. You didn't talk to that broad. I ain't. I didn't even really talk to her either. You know, I, I think with me, when it comes to somebody being a schluck, or schmuck, as uh, many people say... I don't want to deal with them. You don't want to deal with the bullshit. No. Mm-mm. And the drama that is going on over there, I'm surprised the people are still there. As in the staff or the customers or both? Both. Yeah. Well, sometimes I wonder why I'm still there, but... Oh, my God. We actually fight about that. Yeah, we do. You're always telling me to find another job, find a better job, get the hell out of there, because there's too much fucking drama. Then you bring the drama home, and I'm like, well, I just bring it home because I think it's funny. (laughs) It ain't funny to me. No, it ain't. I find it funny because I I, I do my damnedest to stay out of all their shit. Mm -hmm. Even though you got this one telling me this and this one telling me this, and they're talking about each other and... Well, with me, I always tell you, you're too good to be there. Yeah, always. You, you, know, even, said, you even said today that uh, maybe one of these days they'll realize you should be the manager there. Right. You know, because she's got the managerial experience. She's outgoing. The customers really like her. 
but the it's all girls there they won't hire any men i think that's uh Mm-mm. you know sexist right there in the first place yeah for some reason the manager there doesn't like to hire men mm-hmm. at all and it's always been i think since we've lived here i've only seen one guy work there and he lasted about a month well you can't blame him with all the freaking drama yeah i wouldn't think he'd want to be there right it's pretty sad but you know don't you hear a lot of that stuff with uh, people talking bad about each other? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. I mean, even when I was working, well, you know, going to the hair industry, it's all women there, too, except for the every once in a while you have a guy working there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's always the she said, she said. Or he said, he oh. said. I mean, or she said, he said. I mean, it's all it is. It's like so-and-so saying this, you know. Timmy's talking about Sam, and Sam's talking about Timmy, but they're both telling Susie the stuff, and Susie's getting sick of hearing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. She gets stuck in the middle. <laughs> you know, personally, I think there's more of this nowadays than there was when we were going, you know, growing up. Yeah, I think so, too, because when we were growing up, we pretty much, if we had an issue with somebody, you know, we just went and told that person. Right. Which is kind of the same thing I try doing at work. Like, if I have an issue with somebody that I'm working with, you know, even with my assistant manager, I had a major issue with her within the first six months of working there, and me and her went in the back room, and we were talking, and I'm like, well, let's just figure we're just going to agree to disagree and just call it a day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? But is there like, a lot of social services you think that help with this? As far as? You know, helping somebody that needs to get out of a situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sh- there's tons of places you can call. I mean, if it's violent, you know, there's the domestic violent hotline. Um, call them, and they can help you get out of the situation. Worse comes to worse. If it gets that bad, you know, you can have the police get involved. Well, like you said, no. Most of the time, the cops they just don't they, do much. They they won't do anything unless they see it physically happening. Mm-hmm. Is what I or physical marks or markings on them. If there's no markings and they have like, if they're not driving up and seeing somebody getting beat, they'll just usually say, "Well, you need to leave." And <laughs> is that what they it. do with the uh, restraining orders? Because most of the time, they don't even arrest these people. Most of the time, they don't. They basically, if they're saying, like, let's say, you know, where we're living now. Let's say I had a restraining order on somebody, which, you know, I wouldn't have to do that. But just for sc- scenario sake. And they were standing, you know, across the street from our house. Mm-hmm. The cops ain't going to do shit. Even though it's within that feet, they're not supposed to be. Well, they ain't going to do nothing. Why? Because he ain't physically over here doing anything. Or they try to claim it's a public sidewalk. Uh, it's sidewalk a public sidewalk, and he was just walking by. So uh, yeah. the cops are out of the way now. They're not going to do nothing. Uh, you said something about a hotline? Yeah, there is a domestic abuse hotline where you can contact, and they will actually help you get out of that relationship. Well, how do they do that? Uh, they usually put you, bring you to a women's shelter, mm-hmm. or they'll have you, or you, even if it's just for the night, and they'll um, help you find ways to, you know, maybe you should go live with family or find a friend to go live with, um, and they basically help you get completely out of that scenario. Right. And Well, with men, they really don't, you know, men won't even call that, and that's... Oh, and it's for men and women. But men usually don't do it. No, they don't do it. 
Mm-mm. You know, they stay in that relationship. I seen so you know, I seen a guy uh, a broad, uh, I said, bitch slapped him on the head while I was filling my gas up uh, on the bike, and I looked. I was like, "Really? You're just Seriously? gonna sit there?" <laughs> that's not again. That's the you know, I'm a different way of thinking, man. You get hit, you better take a hit. You're damn freaking right, man. If you're if you're gonna go and hit some man, then you better be able to receive one in return. Well, how should a man respond when a woman's overbearing and t- wearing the pants? Put her in her place. And how would they go about doing that? Knock her down a size. <laughs> what? You really are old school thinking. Uh, well, why not? I mean, I don't think it's right for a man to hit a woman. I don't think it's right for a woman to hit a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if it happens, then. I don't know. Maybe I guess sometimes it is deserving. Right. I don't know. Well, the Shut imp- your mouth. Learn when to say, what to say and not to say things. Well, the important thing is you got to make yourself happy and try to have a good relationship and stuff, but uh, just sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes it's not. Maybe no, it just isn't. be single. So what do you got coming <laughs> up this weekend on your standalone videos? Well, like we were talking about yesterday, when you should educate your children on sex. That's the one of them, yes. And the other one is how sex is good for your health. Yeah, I think everybody liked that in the chat room last night on the live. Did you have fun on the live last night? Oh my god, it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you should go over to the Instagram over on Insane Throttle Biker News and see Ann go. <laughs> she was funny, man, last night. You know, she's outgoing and stuff like that, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's funny. I try. Yeah, so you got to go over there and make sure you watch all the uh, videos that she does uh, Wednesdays, Saturday, and Sundays. She picks a whole different topic, man. I think she's killing it. Woo! I'm trying. You know, she might do 30 takes, but hey, she gets there, man. I remember when I first started, that's the way I was. Well, my very first episode, I did 32 takes. (laughs) (laughs) This last one was 30, right? Yeah, this last one, I had one that took 30, and the other one about the the kids and when to tell them about sex, Mm -hmm. that took three. Damn. So that one was better. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, cool. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Take us up to work with you. And uh, it's Friday today, so we'll be seeing you on Monday for more at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys.